This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 26. Just to read something from there. Are you ready this morning? Say, Jesus is Lord of my life. Say it again. Say it boldly. I'm washed by the blood of Jesus. I'm justified by the blood of Jesus. Just as if I never sinned. I'm sanctified by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. The blood speaks for me, speaks over me, speaks from me. It speaks mercy over my life in place of judgment. So I have passed from judgment to mercy by the blood of Jesus. I pass from death to life. I pass from sickness to health by the blood. In the name of Jesus Christ, through his blood, I have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. So there is nothing standing against me. There is nothing standing between me and my heavenly father. They have all been taken care of by the blood of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, Deuteronomy 11, 26. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. What a scripture. Who is talking here? To the people under the old covenant, under the law. He said, I set before you a blessing and a curse. Somehow they go together. Or a person will have to live in one or the other. So this morning, I want to begin to talk about blessing or blessings and curses. Hallelujah. So Proverbs 11, 22 says, or Proverbs 10, 22 rather, the blessing of the Lord, he makes rich and he adds no sorrow. Hallelujah. Mm. Genesis 3, 14. That must have been the place, chapter 3, was the place that the word curse was mentioned first. But the Lord said to serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all the cattle and above every beast and upon thy belly thou shalt go, and dust thou shalt eat. So the first time the word curse was used, it was used by God. Hallelujah. Then later in Genesis chapter 4, I can't remember the particular verse now. It said to Cain that you are cursed from the earth that has received your brother's blood from your hand. Then let's read Genesis 9. I will soon ask you to sit. Now, all these events happened before the law came. Genesis 9. 
I think verse 25 or so. When Noah woke up, Genesis 9, and he said, let's start from 24. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what the younger son had done unto him. And he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. Verse 26. And he said, Blessed be the Lord of Shem. Canaan shall be a servant. Ah. 27. And God shall enlarge Japheth. So he had three sons, Shem, Am, and Japheth. God shall enlarge Japheth. And he shall dwell in the tents of Shem. And Canaan. That's his name for the, uh, another name for the third one shall be his servants. So he told the first two, I bless you, I bless you. I bless you, this one. So he said, three of you stand. He said, Canaan, you are cursed. Then he said, you, you are blessed. He will be your servants. Then he said, you also, you are blessed. He will be your servants. And he died. Hallelujah. Lastly, Genesis 49. Genesis 49. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourself together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the days to come. Gather yourself together, ye sons of Jacob, acting unto Israel your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn. My might, the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. That was what Reuben came into the world with. And that was what was supposed to, see, to be seen in his life. But in verse 4, the father said, Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Hmm. Mark chapter 11. Let's start from around verse 17, 18. Mark 11. Mark 11. My house shall be called the house of prayer. Go back to, go to verse 18, 19, 20. Or earlier in the verse, he has spoken. I won't wear spoke to the fig tree. I know later they call his attention to 20 something, but what verse were? And seeing the fig afar off, having leaves, it came. Happily, my find anything thereon. And when it came to it, found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. During the course of this message, I'm going to show you that deception before God attracts serious curse. A curse. But that's not for today. Verse 14. And Jesus answered and said, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the disciples said it. Now go down, down, down. What happened later? Peter said that the fig tree that you curse, which thou cursed is withered away. By the following morning, the tree had dried up. Jesus said something to the tree. Let's have our seats this morning. 
one of the reasons why I have decided to do this is because there are many teachings across churches, especially in Africa. Some totally deny anything that has to do with causes and bless and all those things. Why some go to the other extreme also and at, attach everything to a cause and a problem. And during the course of this message, I'm going to show you that except the Holy Spirit reveals to you, there can be an event in your life, a moment of delay, a moment of trial, that people can tell you you are under a cause and you are not. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because... Lord, help me to lay this wood in order carefully. Micah, the wife of David, that insulted David when David was dancing before the Lord. And the Bible says that it came to pass that she never had a child of her own. Even though she had married somebody and she had a child for that person, in other words, she never had a child for David. She became barren to the day end of her life by what she said and she received a curse. But then, do we say all barrenness? Because Zachariah and Elizabeth were priests of the Most High. They were not under a curse and they too did not give birth to a child until old age. We are going to the end about this later. So, um, when what is a curse? Because I'm going to show you also. When God said to Adam that the ground will not yield the strength to you again. And that part of the curse is to sweat before eating and going to serious. Uh, just problem all over the place of war. But then, Jacob also was a blessed man working under Laban. And for 21 years, there was nothing to show for his labor. Until an angel appeared to him. Was Jacob cursed? In other words, there can be the same event in two lives. And this one, there is a curse. And this one, there is no curse. Who helps to understand this? The Spirit of God. I just said that for you to save that. We'll talk about that later. Because I have seen people that people, so-called prophets, walk up to and say, this is a curse. That's why this is happening in your life. And there is no curse anywhere. And then in some cases, some people actually. But you know what? I'm not just sharing this morning. I hope I finish very briefly for time because there will be an opportunity for people to pray. But I want to, I said that this, this thing will take about two or three Sundays. But each Sunday, I will try to end in a place where I can also pray for people. Because your gathering this morning is very spiritual. Now, before I begin to define causes, let me also show you the day Jacob was going to pronounce this curse on Reuben, he demanded for two things to happen. Number one, he asked them to gather together. Oh, that, that was the main thing. The second one is irrelevant. He asked them to gather. And in the gathering, there was an anointing on him to speak. And everything he said came to pass. Unfortunately, the firstborn received a curse. Now, when God was going to reverse the curse, See, this is why the, the presence of God is very strong here. Because things will be uprooted in people's life this morning. Because I'll be talking about the two together, the blessing and the cause. God does not many times remove a cause from people's life by dealing directly with the cause. 
When God wants to remove a curse from a person's life, he just introduces the blessing. When he introduces the blessing into your life, it ends all curses. That's the meaning of Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord. He makes rich and he has no sorrow. When Moses was going to help Reuben, years after, Deuteronomy chapter 33, Moses never said that I go against all that your father said against you. Moses just blessed Reuben. Because when the blessing lands on you, it terminates all causes. I have received a commandment to bless this morning. Are you with me? For everyone who believes, those who are here and those who are watching, you are about to be set on another pedestrian in your life. What is a curse? An empowerment for failure. Something comes upon a man. So the verse of, or the chapter of the Bible that deals decisively with this subject matter is Deuteronomy chapter 28. If thou shalt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord that God, the first 14 verses, they talk about the blessing. This is what will happen to you. It shall come to pass, thou, if thou shalt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord that God to observe, to do all that, that the Lord will lift you, set you high above all the nations of the earth. The first 14 verses, they show the portrait of a man that is blessed. And that is the way God wants you to live. But the next, I think it ends in verse 68. Next over 15 verses, they deal with curses. Including, anyway, verse 2. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. One of the curses said that thou shalt marry a woman, another man shall sleep with her. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> the Old Testament is very, very interesting. Observe, he said, all these blessings shall come upon thee. Pay attention to the word, come upon thee. It's like a garment. Both blessing and curses, they are like garments. When they come upon you, they don't leave you the same. And in this first service, I will give you a few examples. I want to talk about four things you should know about blessings and curses. But I'm starting with definition. It's an empowerment to succeed or to fail. When they come upon a man, they amplify the result in your life or they cut it short. So a blessed man plants 10, he reaps 1,000. A cursed man plants 1,000, he reaps 10. Something goes into oppression. That begins to diminish the productivity in the person's life. By the time Reuben received the curse, Judah overtook him. All the tribes were overtaking him. Because a cap was put on his progress. Are you getting what I'm saying? The first thing I'm going to say about curses and blessings. I want to say about four things about them and we carry it on to second service. Maybe we'll just uh, deal with the first one, this first service. A curse can be on a person, on a place, or an object. Write it down. Let's start with the third one. That is just number one thing about number one characteristic of a curse. 
It can be on a person, on a place, or an object. The same thing, the blessing. Now, when it is on a place, all a person needs to do is to get out of that place. If it's on an object, all a person needs to do is to separate yourself from that object. But if it's on a person, so in Joshua chapter 6, many of you have not noticed that part of the Bible. When the wall of Jericho came down, around verse 25, Joshua looked back at Jericho and he said, Cause be anybody who built this city again. He will start it with the life of his firstborn. And as he's finishing it, his last born will die. That was what Joshua said about Jericho. And 500 years later, in 1 Kings chapter 16, now, Joshua adjured them, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth and buildeth this city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn. And in his youngest son shall he set up the gates. This is serious. So he said, anyone who builds this city, once he begins to lay the foundation, his firstborn will die. And by the time he's completing the city and setting up the gates, his lastborn will die. First Kings chapter 16, verse 34. So 500 years later, Ahab became king. 1 Kings 16, 34. Now, Ahab was king. And the Bible says, In his days did heal the better life, built Jericho. He laid the foundation thereof in Abiram, his firstborn, and set up the gate thereof in his youngest son, Segob, according to the word of the Lord, which is spoke by Joshua, the son of Nun, 500 years before. I'm going to stick to the first one because this scripture leads to the second one that a curse and a blessing, they have no expiry date of their own. They don't expire. They don't expire. Somebody has to stop them. They don't expire by themselves. So for 500 years, Joshua spoke 500 years before. 500 years after, a person, see, many times human beings don't know that demons don't grow old and they don't forget things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Once a family member goes to dabble into the world of occult or the rest, it gives a legal right for those demons to come into a family. When they do, until a Christian arises and tells them to get out, they don't go by themselves. If I'm going to add to the second one, Sorry, those who are watching from outside the country, it doesn't expire, and distance is not a barrier. It is in Nigeria that you know this, America, this one. In the realm of the spirit, all things are plain. So if you run away, the only one that you can escape when you run away is a one that is on a location, not on a person. So this one. Jericho on a location. Let me show you also on an object. Joshua chapter 7. But they all have the same characteristics and empowerment to fail. So, 
But the children of Israel committed the sin. Trespass in their custom. For Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zabadi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accosting, and the anger of God was kindled against Israel. Next verse. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bevan, and on the east, saying, Go up, view the land, and the men view up. Verse 3. Verse 3. And they returned to Joshua and said, Let not all the people go, but let about two or three thousand men go and smite Ai, and make not the people to labor the down, for they are few. Next verse. So they went up about 3,000 men and they fled before I. Verse 5. Ah. And the men of I smote them, killed about 36 men. Next verse. Their hearts melted as water. Holy Spirit. Is this someone's life? I will, I will talk about that in a while. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell on the earth on his face before the ark of law until evening and the elders of Israel and they put dust on his head. Verse 7. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver them to the hand of Amorite to destroy us? Would to God we have been content and we are dwelt on the other side of Jordan. O Lord, what should I say when Israel turned their backs before their enemies? Verse 9. For the Canaanites all the so verse 10. And the Lord said to Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore, why are you lying down? Verse 11. Israel had sinned. They have transgressed the covenant. He said they have put their hand on what they should not. There is an object with somebody. That was all God. Now, see, this is the, one of the characteristics of a curse. Unfruitfulness, barrenness. Joshua just conquered some mighty nations. Then they got to Ai. And the guys told them, let's go and spy the land. When they went to the mountain and they saw the city, few men, defenseless. They came and told Joshua that it will be a waste of energy and resources to send the entire soldier. 3,000 Israel men can finish these people from what we have seen. And they were right. But you see, when they say curse, what you should overcome, we overcome you. What you should dominate will dominate you. Your strength diminishes against what you should stand against. So Joshua said, really, there are that few. And he sent 3,000 men. And they were soundly defeated. Joshua knew that something was wrong. Then he went before God and he began to pray. And God said that there is an object. Somebody took something. We were begin to go into details of some of the things I'm discussing maybe from next week. Somebody took something. So there can be I you remember what Evangel said when they thank God is a teacher of faith. Because some of my faith friends don't like this aspect of teaching. All that's in the Bible. I understand because of what Africans have done deliverance and all these things too. Reverend George was in UK and in the night, he will have a dream. Somebody will come with armor and hit it on his head. And this serious headache will start. Uh -uh. And he was wondering, well, what's the meaning of this? But then he began to pray in the spirit. This is my first prayer for everybody. That the spirit of God will open your eyes. Yeah. When demons know that you are a believer, you understand your authority, they sneak in to do things. 
without a believer knowing. So he saw. As he was praying, he just remembered that he went to a prison and they gave me a portrait. And it was like and a one-time Roman emperor that was there. That was the emperor that killed most people in his time and his method of killing people was breaking their head with armor. That was the guy in that portrait. You see, a person can die, but the spirit using them can live on. So, Jezebel died in Old Testament. But in the book of Revelation chapter 2 and 3, Jesus spoke about Jezebel again. Balaam died in Old Testament. But Jesus was talking to the church. Said, Some of you have doctrine of Balaam. For Jezebel, he said, that woman that calls herself prophetess, who is Jezebel in your midst? The old Jezebel died. But the spirit that made that Jezebel continued to live. I will explain that another day. But it's actually a technology in the spirit. So the Bible says, John the Baptist walked in the spirit of Elijah. So when Elijah was taken by chariot to heaven, the spirits, you don't get that. So Jesus, when they were coming down from the mountain, disciples said, but Lord, they said, John the Baptist will come. Say Elijah will come for you. Say yeah, Elijah has come. And the Bible said they understood he was talking about John the Baptist. Because sometimes spirits don't lift when the mortal man dies. They just get into someone else. It is true. Are you following me? Till rapture, the battle between good and evil will reign forever, will continue forever. At times, good will be stronger, at times, evil will be stronger. That's what you see in all the nations of the earth. And some of the people you have read about in history, it's not reincarnation, the spirit of wickedness that sat in them will lift when they die and sit in someone else. Yes, this is why every Christian should be a very good student of history to help you. Are you with me this morning? What are familiar spirits? They dwell in families and they are familiar with the activities of a family. What they want to ensure is that a pattern is created in the family that keeps repeating itself. That's what they do. And because they know everybody very well. That's why they are called family. Because they are very familiar. <laughs> so they want to stay there and keep the same situation repeating itself year from generation to generation until a person receives a revelation by the spirit is a believer and it takes his stand and no not anymore if any man be in christ all things have passed away but are you getting what i'm sharing this morning so i just want to stop here that's the first one i just wanted to understand i'm going to continue second service don't worry i'll continue also next sunday you see you don't need to know everything once <laughs> as we share Begin your prayer. God know, God knew before today that you'll be here this morning. And if he had led us to just stop here, you have already received something that will do something to you. Because in a few minutes, we are going to start praying now. I just want to stop on that first one. Just to let you know that there are curses and there are blessings. And that one of their characteristics, they can be on a place, on a person, on, a, on an object. The same thing, the blessing can be on a place, on a person. When it's on a person, wherever it goes, the blessing used, comes out. So, they put the Ark of Obededom, that Ark of Covenant, that was one object that the blessing was upon. 
When they put it in the house of Obededom, it started processing. When they took it away, everything stopped again. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is an object. When it is on a place, if you are in a church and the blessing of the Lord is upon that church, if you are in the company of some, you are praying. Now, it is possible that you go live with a family and the presence of God is very strong in that family. Forces harassing that kind of person will be suspended as long as it's with that family. Especially if it does not fight them. Environments. So you remember the story in the Bible. Is Saul also among the prophets? Saul was not a prophet. But he go to a place where Samuel and prophets were prophesying. When he joined them, he began to prophesy also. When he left the place, he never prophesied again. It is activating something in you by the virtue of the circumference you enter into. When you dwell in that circumference, like the spirits stay, they stay off that circumference. They cannot come into that place. But when you go out of that place, they come back. The same if it's an object. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I won't have time to go much into this. You know, Genesis 24. Abraham sent out his servant to go and get a wife for Isaac. This servant did not even know God directly. But he said, Oh God of my master Abraham. He was within the circumference of a blessed man. And the Bible says, Genesis 24, before he finished speaking, Rebecca came out. And he took Rebecca to. And the guy made an impossible demand. You want, you are telling a girl to come and marry a man she had never seen before. And she said yes. Then you told her that tomorrow we'll be going to that journey to go and meet the man. And she said yes. Even the shock Rebecca's family. Rebecca was saying yes to everything. But the guy said, oh God of my master. Because before Abraham sent him, I said, put your hand under my thigh. In other words, whatever blessing I have acquired, I have put you in that atmosphere. For this errand, you will be treated by angels as they will treat Abraham. Um, I don't like talking about course, but I have to explain to you. But brethren, the blessing can get so multiplied in your life that it leads over anyone that comes in contact with you. For the moment they are with you, they remain blessed. The presence of God in your life can be so strong that it is when they walk away from you that the spirit can come back on them. But as long as they are with you, when they come to your office, when you employ a staff, no matter the number of forces of darkness disturbing his family, as long as it's a staff under you. Because I'm going to start second time by talking about representatives of God. People in authority, God and men in authority. So the second thing I want to get into that, who causes? And that's where I want to start second service from. And who blesses also? Who can bless? Yeah. So we start this way. It can be from God. It can be from man. The general stuff is someone in authority. This is why what your parents say about you is extremely important. If you haven't done things for your parents, for what's a blessing to start coming from their mouth to you, you have not started your journey on that. 
regardless of what they have done to you. Parents have done, they do terrible things at times. They annoy us. But there are things you cannot do. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where I want to start second service from. Who are the people in authority? I'm going to say in the Bible, those who pronounce. We read some and we read some more. And I'm going to stop here. Wives don't know that your husband has authority over you. These things are not a joke. I've been talking to all of you single ladies. You have a chance now to think very well about the man you want to submit yourself to. Let's rise. Is someone blessed this morning? You shall I know that people are thinking, am I, am I under any kind of course or not? <laughs> Just <laughs> follow us patiently. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But if there's someone watching me and it looks like things are just against you, everything is falling up. I wouldn't necessarily say because there is a place of the Holy Spirit telling you whether this is a curse or but some are evidently sure that what is going on in your life is like something is working against you. When a believer or a person discovers success is always far. When you are like men of Israel against I, you've recorded some wonderful feats in the past. But to rise, it's a cause to have a better yesterday. For the Bible clearly says that the path of the just is as light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter onto a perfect day. I have seen a girl who released a song, not a Christian song, many years in Nigeria, who ended up, the song was a hit all over the nation, but he ended up becoming a gate man for another person. Some of you know the story I'm talking about. That is obviously a curse. By the time you bring forth a project and it's successful and you cannot repeat it again, God never, when he created man, he put in man ability to reproduce. That's why you are still reproducing today. Every fruit to eat, there is a seed in it to reproduce more. If you, are, if you hit success and you cannot reproduce it, something is wrong somewhere. It doesn't break, give you breakthrough. You taste it and you can never replicate it again. That's not God. So what went wrong? When you talk about good old days, something is wrong somewhere. When you always have to beg your way and there's no compassion, no one favors you, things don't always turn around. Everything you struggle about, everything, everything. The moment you are in one office and you are arranged out by politics, fine. People play politics everywhere. Second office, everyone you are working with, they don't like you. Third office, everyone they don't like you. Fourth office, brother, something is wrong. You can't be that bad that everybody hates you everywhere. First relationship. 
it walked away. Second one walked away. Third one walked away. Fourth one walked away. Something is wrong somewhere. Again, I will not presumptuously say that automatically means there's a no. But of course, it calls for prayer to find out from God what is going on. And I'm going to show you different ways through which causes are pronounced. Second service. Talking about this. Father, we thank you. But in Christ, we are called to inherit the blessing. Please play that song solemnly. You sustain the whole world. I received a witness in my spirit that when we start teaching this, even from day one, people will start experiencing the liftings of God. In two minutes' time or thereabouts, I will start pronouncing God's blessing. But can you pray right now? Pray. What prayer? Prayer of mercy. Sometimes there might be things we don't know. Nobody knows everything. But when you begin to pray for the mercy of God, even things that are obscured, God will start bringing it to light. And there are some God will not talk to you at all, but He will just remove the problem. There is a body for families this morning. Third, fourth, fifth generation. Nobody seems to be lifting up his head. For six, seven years, you had this beautiful idea, but you are never empowered to do something about it. When you try to, it's a spectacular failure. You know you are very innovative, but anytime you try to do it, it just never comes out right. You love people, but marriage just never works for you. It's time to pray for mercy. In his mercy, he sends a word of blessing. And we're about to speak. Two minutes more, please pray. Do not pray. Bible says, My house shall be called the house of prayer. Pray with the whole of your heart. It's not a solemn meeting. Pray. Hallelujah. Everybody stand. Because of time, we have to close now. It is true. There is a mystery of exemption. You are a child of God. By the power of the blood of Jesus, I stand this morning. On that day, Moses just came and he said, let Reuben leave. Deuteronomy chapter 33. And let his men not be few. And I ended it right there. I stand today as God's servant. Because you are in this auditorium, in this place, and you are watching this broadcast. 
I have received the commandment to bless. I am of God. By the Spirit of God and in the name of Jesus Christ, because of the blood of His eternal covenant, I speak over every life listening to me right now from through any any mean, any medium listening to me right now in the name of Jesus Christ I bless you yeah. I bless the works of your hand yeah. I pronounce on you fruitfulness yeah. favor yeah. blessings yeah. health yeah. increase success in the name of Jesus Christ walls of Jericho will fall right before you whatever you do according to God's word will prosper may you never experience defeat again grow in grace grow in wisdom grow in success in the name of Jesus Christ any negative thing that you have experienced that is coming maybe from the generation before you to you it stops now in the name of Jesus Christ your garment is changing it's a garment of blessing it's a garment of favor in the name of Jesus Christ. You are like a tree planted by the riverside. You bring forth your fruit and season. Your leaves will not wither. Whatever you do, you prosper. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pronounce on you the blessing that makes rich and adds no sorrow. In the name of Jesus. And whom God has blessed, no man can curse. Any negative words spoken over anybody here will withdraw the power of such words by the blood of Jesus Christ. Your mistakes are forgiven in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name. Blessings are causes part one. We might go as far as part six, seven. We stop here this morning. Is someone blessed? Oh, glory to God. Let's give our offering this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We declare your majesty. We declare your majesty. Father, we declare your majesty. Hallelujah. I'm seeing a woman. Again, I don't know whether you are here physically, you are watching. Your marriage was arranged under falsehood. You deceived the man you are married to. Also, I'm not given the meaning of the deception, but this is something very terrible. You lied about something very serious. 
just to get this person to marry you and it's like it's about catching up with you now oh thank you holy spirit yes as a matter of fact there are two groups of people under this there is a group now the guy knows and the marriage is about to end there is other group as you are hearing me there is fear in your heart because you you know if he gets to know that ends in marriage for the two groups the lord will have me tell you in his mercy the marriage will not break for the second person he said go and tell him the truth i will uphold the marriage and it's not going to break yes and for the first one your husband is going to receive a change of hearts instead of sending you away he will have compassion because you have actually repented now he knows about it but the lord you know the mercy of god is strange yes in his mercy he saves us from the consequence of our mistakes it's called mercy why he's qualified to do so because he that knew no sin was made a sin jesus took it all he suffered for what he never did so he can acquit anybody of what they have done No wonder we're praying this morning. We're praying about mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is the direction the Lord is going. I'm hearing forgery. Forgery. Probably this has to do with somebody. This is how you've lived all your life. Falsifying results and everything. Fake results here and there. Fake on something. He wants you to go the right way. You will lose nothing. His mercy will keep you. It's the mercy of God. That's why you are either watching or you are here this morning. See, moments are they don't come every time. God is merciful. Someone did this. He went to report himself. And the person against whom he committed that fraud just looked at him and said, go, no problem. No judgment against you. And in return, what he got, they said, No, take it for coming to say this. That's not normal, but the power of God does that. He is merciful because he's going to go with you. He's showing his almightiness in this place. See, I don't need to say more. Don't worry. As you go, God is taking care of things for you. Hello, thank you for watching us. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, after listening to God's word like this and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him and it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.